Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Welcome back, everybody, to Wrong and Wronger. I'm your host, and I gotta be honest with you, I'm a little lit tonight. Steve Olivas, and I, James, I, Breakwell is the other guy over here. I got three things to say, James. Excellent. Number one, I love you. I don't want you to ever forget that. (laughs) Number two, I'm questioning my life decisions tonight because I'm here in the garage and we don't own a house and you have the Taj Unicorn over there. (laughs) You have the perfect life. It is idyllic. I read your stuff on Twitter. I know you soak in. You drink in every moment of every day. (laughs) And third, the problem with my night started... Because Mrs. Steve said she'd like some nice wine. And I said, okay. So I went and got her a big box. And she turned her nose up to it, James. And I am not one to waste $7. So I took it. And I'm not a a sommelier. And so I don't know wine very well. But it shouldn't be bitter. But it's it's not bad. So we're going to do the show. And welcome. Welcome to the show. Those boxes of wine are dangerous, isn't it? Like it's like the equivalent of like four bottles of wine, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I I might have bought in a box or two of wine in my day. Yeah, but you buy your bourbon in bulk when you go shopping, man. I've heard the story. Usually, but we I did buy two boxes of wine one time. We were having a theme night for something, and we drank one right away, and it was terrible. And the other one, I think, sat around for. <laughs> Basically forever. Wine drunk is a very different kind of drunk, or so I've heard. I don't have it a lot, but uh, I I do expect it will lead to a very bad day for you tomorrow, which would fill me with joy, so I do have that to look forward to. James, believe me when I say every day is a bad day when you live in a garage. (laughs) Well, we still don't have the house, the mortgage. We signed the paperwork Friday, but the guy in New York signed it and then mailed it. So we don't own the house until his documents arrive. And you and I are recording Tuesday night at 8 p.m. and there ain't no documents. So we still ain't got no house. Did he mail it to your garage? No, he mailed it to the title company who apparently doesn't open the mail. I don't know how it works, James. I'm not a member of the U.S. Postal Service, and so I can't vouch for their efficiency or inefficiency. Is there a reason why in the year of our Lord 2021 he couldn't sign these documents electronically or fax them over or send them by telegraph or literally one of other a million other delivery options? Yeah, I well, the only explanation I can come up with is that the year of our Lord has nothing to do with the satanic influence of this (laughs) entire process for us. So I am living in the year of Hotel California, and it's turned into living in a garage. You can check in any time you like, but you can't never leave. Something like that. The person who's letting you stay in that flooded garage for free must be filled with joy to know you will be there at least several days longer. 
Uh, it's going to be longer than that, but we can go over that as we proceed today because we have a lot of kind of work to do on the cabin, and that brings us to what you wanted me wanted to you talk about <laughs> today, which is the contractor situation and you telling him to take a hike. But I didn't really tell him to take a hike. That's that's the worst part. Like I just stopped calling him and I stopped paying him. <laughs> I just I think I'm I've just, broken up with girlfriends like this I know. Before. It's just I stopped paying them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I did. I don't know why all of our projects take so long. I mean, at some point the problem has to be me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I pay them promptly. I, I'm here. I'm like, hey, you agreed to a certain amount of money for a certain amount of work. Here's the money, and then they show up and they just don't do the work or they'll do half the work or three quarters of the work whatever it is it never lines up and i don't know where they are the rest of the time like at first at first i thought well you know it's just such an unreliable business they have to stack up projects to stay in business and one thing takes a little bit longer and uh you know they get backed up but like i don't think these contractors are anywhere like i don't think when they're not here i don't think they're frantically working on somebody else's house i think they're just not working i just think some people just don't want to work that much they just get enough to to pay the rent or pay the mortgage they get enough for groceries and and then they just float for a while. So this latest project we did, which, you know, after our our renovation of the upstairs, which cost half the price of our house, and it was supposed to take two months, and it ended up taking over a year. And at the end, with like 5% <laughs> left to go, the guy just stopped showing up. And I only got my key back when I threatened to call the police. Because I was like, I'm just done with you. Like, you, you don't come here. And so he gave up well more than 5% of the money for, you know, abandoning that last 5% of the work. <laughs> so then we went back to the contractor we had before this guy. And the other contractor had shown up, but we weren't super thrilled with the work. But he did it. And they were like, all right, we're going to try this guy again. And so we went back to that guy. You know, we were like, let's get some subpar work done. He was supposed to just tear out a shower and put a pantry in place. Yeah. And then he was supposed to paint the bathroom, put it in a new vanity. Yeah, what month was this? You've been doing that forever. This was September of... That's a year. 2020, maybe. <laughs> yeah. God. And uh, and then take down the wallpaper in the room I'm in right now and put up new wallpaper. Like three very simple things. And uh, he got COVID and we had COVID and there was stuff. I mean, there were a couple extenuating circumstances that could have pushed it out a little bit. Yeah. It but was then, cloudy one day. Yeah. Truck was below half a tank of gas one day. And then he showed he up beer. and he did half a day of work and he tore out the shower and we were so excited. Like, wow, two or three hours of work and this is how much progress you'd make. But like, that was the most work he would ever do in a week. Like, half a day of work <laughs> was his work week. And he could do an incredible amount if he'd give you that half hour. I mean, imagine if this man would put in like a solid standard eight hours like three or four of those days oh. and the whole project would have been done but that's simply impossible cancer's cured yeah. like an early day for him would be like 11 o'clock but more likely he'd be like say i'll be there by nine and that would turn into 11 which would actually be like two and he'd work from yeah. like two to five once every other week yeah, and 30 yeah. and then i would start texting what time are you coming out when are you coming over like i work from home i don't have to give these contractors a key anymore it's like i'm here all the time. I know if you're here or not. I will let you in the house. 
And eventually, like we had that that triple birthday party at like month nine of the project, which, by the way, was supposed to take two weeks. I kid you not, two weeks. And he came in and he finished up the pantry itself right before we had like all of our friends and family coming over. (laughs) And I guess to him. That was like the finish line. Mission like, accomplished. We thought that was just like a milestone. He wanted something we could show off, but no, like that was just it. And so I started, I gave him two weeks off because he'd worked like two days in a row then. So I figured he oh, was exhausted. Yeah. So I didn't bother yeah. him for a full two weeks. Then I started up with the texting again. Like, when are you coming out? What time are you coming out today? And so on and so on. And then finally, one would time. Would he answer those? He would. That was the craziest part. He would respond. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally one time I was like, what are you coming out? He's like, I'll be there Wednesday. And that was like four months ago. And so I just I just stopped texting him. And I, I, I'm certainly not paying him. So I just went through and I just started doing the stuff he was supposed to do, like that bathroom. Like the whole reason I paid him to paint the bathroom, like I'm capable of using a paintbrush. I don't enjoy it. It's not something I want to work on my schedule. But it's like I'll just pay somebody and it'll be done super fast. And when it takes a year to paint that bathroom, it defeats the entire purpose so i went and he had like painted most of it well first he painted it in the wrong color then he painted most of it in the right color but then there was just there was still like like a third of it left to go and i just like in an afternoon did it and it blew my mind it was like i have been waiting for like most of a year for somebody to go in here and i seriously like just like on a break from my day job went in there and knocked it out and it was just infuriating how little labor it actually takes to paint something and so the bathroom is now done i've hung up all the stuff we we, he was supposed to hang up i painted all the stuff he was supposed to paint and now we've moved on, and I just need to get the wallpaper down in this room. And then, uh, and, and, and yeah, so we, we ghosted each other mutually. He decided he was just never going to show up, and I decided I was just not going to text him anymore. And I guess that's the end of our relationship because we are adults. But now you get to go through the oh. same thing, but surrounded by rattlesnakes in a rural area where no one wants to go. So how is that going to work out for you? Well, and let me ask you, James, before I even address the question that I've already forgotten. Yes. When you were going through this with the contractor, was your wife behind you like, yeah, yeah, you got to call him. You get on the phone with him and you get him out here. Was she pressuring you to do that kind of thing? No, she was nicer than I was. Like there were like 19 different times I was ready to fire him. Like if he's not here tomorrow, I'm just going to do this. And every time I got to that point, he would show up and do his standard half day of work every two weeks. Like he just (laughs) stretched it out just enough. And there was parts. So the only part of the project I really couldn't do was the pantry because that required like building things. And I I couldn't do that. But once once that was done, he really became expendable. And that was that was a great, (laughs) great moment. Now, granted, once I get this wallpaper down in here, should that ever actually happen, I am not capable of putting up new wallpaper. That is scary skill work and if you put it up crooked like that's something my wife will complain about until the end of time so i will have to find another professional to pay but i'm gonna keep the scope very simple because every time i pay a contractor to do like three things that's like two things too many we're lucky to do one thing so i'm going to hire somebody just to put up wallpaper not to take it down not to do anything else literally just to take the wallpaper and put it on the wall like it seems like that's the easiest possible metric to go by so i'm sure it's impossible and three years from now, we'll still be talking about this not being done. 
And then I'll come over and wallpaper the damn thing. And if it is crooked, just keep Lola drunk. And then <laughs> it won't be a problem. Well, if I hire you for this, like, do I have to, like, provide you with room and board? Do you still plan to be homeless at that point? Or what's what's your status going to be? I thought we talked about this. I'm moving in. What no, are you, what, no, what, no, what, no. Are you reneging on this whole deal now? I will burn my house down before I let you cross <laughs> the threshold again. Well, thank God you have a nice wife. My <laughs> wife wants like a backpack full of napalm and a flamethrower when we deal with these people. And she's just all over me all the time. That My wife, man, she will run into combat and then assume I'm going to follow and pick up the pieces later. <laughs> I can't tell you how many fights she's almost gotten in with hockey moms who are married to large men. And I, I remember one time somebody came and found me and said, hey, you better go find your wife. I almost said her name because uh, she just went with another wife and uh, they went because they were going to confront some fans from the other team. And I, my exact words were, well, all right, I guess I got to go get my ass kicked again, but here we go. <laughs> I have a long and storied history of this kind of thing, James, that I remember dating a girl in high school and we were at a movie, just the two of us. Mm -hmm. And this was back in the days, this is before you were a teenager. This is when your parents were teenagers. But there was like a whole football team of guys that came and they were starting to march down the same row as us toward us. And one of them kicked a popcorn bin that ended up hitting me in the side of the leg. <laughs> and I pretended not to notice because I'm a gentleman, James. And I remember the girl I was dating, her name was Kim. She leaned forward to look around me and locked eyes with the head giant football player and said to me through him, well, kick it back. <laughs> oh, I'm about to die because they ain't going to hit a girl. And I, I don't remember how I got out of that. But I, like you, have the gift of gab, James Breakwell. I can get out of most things just by opening my yap. But anyway, Mrs. Steve would be putting pressure on me, which is why she takes care of this thing now. And any contractor that crosses her will rue the day because she don't work and she got nothing but time to go all <laughs> over social media, all over Yelp. She'll blow up their phone. She will read Bible verses and fill up the person's voicemail oh so they can't gosh. get any incoming calls. <laughs> like, she is... Absolutely. I probably, you know what? I'm sorry I said any of that. She's a very nice lady. So anyway, I don't remember what you asked me, but the answer is, yeah, what the hell? I have heard of a, well, so after I, I told that story a couple weeks ago on my newsletter, I got emails from a bunch of people and they all pretty much confirm that's just how contractors are everywhere all the time under all circumstances. But I heard of a mythical time period once upon, once upon a time, <laughs> very far away in Colorado, yeah. there was a place where it was, it was like five or six years ago, maybe longer than that. There were so many contractors fighting for a small number of jobs Ooh. that when you hired a contractor, they showed up 
No. And did the job. No, yes, that's what, what that's the rumor. Yeah. This? Come on. It blows my I don't know. I just can't imagine like any other profession. Like, okay, you go to the doctor's office and people can play and like the doctor's running late, but like he will see you that day. Like he doesn't like book you an appointment. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. oh, I meant I was gonna be there three weeks from now, maybe. And it just it, there's no <laughs> other profession. Like even even other like, you know, similar professions, like I have a plumber and the guy just blows me away. Like I'll text him and like I got this issue. When can you get out here? And he's like, oh, I'll be out there Tuesday, Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday morning, he shows up and he does no. the job. I uh, will pay that man does not understand. Like the, I would pay him any amount of money. It's just <laughs> such a rare service. And I have an electrician who's almost as good. He won't. So he won't say I'll be there Tuesday, but like, I'll be like, I need this done. And then like three weeks later, he shows up on a random day, but again, he'll do it. And I pay him money <laughs> and he conducts the service. Like it's, it's everything that the economy is supposed to be but if you go a step beyond that specific trade if it's not specifically with wiring or specifically with plumbing if it's anything else that falls under the purview general of a general contractor yes. like when they when they stop being specific and get general they just like ah yeah i'll show up maybe someday but probably not i just don't get it like do they not want money like i just i i don't understand how how that pr thought process works James, you gotta triage your time, you know, because there's drinking to be done <laughs> and there's napping to be done. And you gotta show up for court every few days because your old lady is taking you back to adjust the child support. You got that ankle bracelet, you gotta call in when that thing goes. And when you get the call, you gotta drop a little urine to make sure that you ain't doing any of that wacky tobacco anymore because of the other court case. So there's a lot going on in the background of these guys. You've gotta respect their time. I mean, imagine how much you could clean up if it, you just looked at like a niche market here, the market of like, you know, contractors who show up. If you decide to go out and be the contractor and your whole like your whole advertising campaign is I will show up and work. Like you could demand prices five times higher than anybody else because you're the By only the one. Best who's... painkillers money can buy. Absolutely. Oh my god. Behind gosh. the Exxon station. Yeah. yeah. And it just, I mean, and they can't, I mean, Really, I like the the last two contractors ago. I mean, we got that guy like three. We contacted an architect first to like design our upper floor, and he recommended this guy. That, that's the other thing that blows my mind. Oh every, no! <laughs> every single bad contractor experience we've had has always been recommended by somebody through word of mouth. Like recommendations are worthless, absolutely wow. worthless. Because that's the thing. Everybody has one person who likes them. Like even I have at least one person who likes me. There might be millions of other people who hate me, but if you talk to that one person. They might recommend me. And, and that's the same thing with contractors. I think most of us are just like, if we have a bad experience, we just, we, we internalize that shame. We feel like it's partially our fault. Or I know I did. It's like, if I would have been more assertive, if I would have been more of a man, he would have come out here and he would have done this oh, job. It's man. my fault. So I'm not out there like your wife singing from the rooftops and leaving bad reviews. I just slink <laughs> away. And so this guy builds up like references of like the three people in the last 30 years who he's finished the job for. And that's, and that's who's getting him all his new business. Yeah. Yeah, boy, <laughs> word of mouth is funny. Maybe it is you, James, that someone's like, I never liked that Breakwell guy. Let me give him Pete's number. <laughs> and then lo and behold, Pete shows up for an hour and a half, rips out your pantry, and then walks. 
that's maybe what's uh, going on. Well, you know, somebody came over. They again, the, the two contractors ago, like they tore the whole ho- top half off our house to you know build another yeah. story. And somebody came over because they saw them. They they saw the work they did up there. Like, who did your work? It looks really good. Like, I will not recommend them. I will not give you their name. <laughs> <laughs> this this ends here. I will not continue the process, not even for social niceties. I just, I can't do it. Well, social niceties are a bit of a bridge too far for you and I. But I'm glad you have a backbone, James Breakwell, and you decided I will not text this person back. I will ghost them. Come hell or high water, I'm not going to respond to their texts anymore. That is truly a badge of courage. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, I could, like, confront him and say, like, he's fired. But, like, at this point, I just look like a moron. He's like, well, I stopped showing up six <laughs> months ago. What do you mean I'm fired? Quite clearly, I quit. Like, I just, this is me just taking a hint at this point. Oh, but we have so many other projects we could have hired this guy for that he will now not be getting hired for. And he clearly will not care because money is not an issue. Maybe all these contractors are just independently wealthy and they kind of sort of like working with their hands, but not that much and not that often. So maybe my threats just mean nothing to him. My money is useless. I don't know. I will bet they wake up every morning, you know, at the crack of noon. And they take a look at what they have on the docket and decide which is going to pay the best. And then they go do that one. And then they have, because they're sociopaths, they've learned how to lie to everyone else to keep stringing them along until their available work and price drops down to the level that you're at. And now (laughs) you sort of move to the leader in the clubhouse. I think that's how it works. It would not surprise me. I guess, well, do you, uh, so, so I take it from the fact that your, your wife goes scorched earth that you have the same problems I do. But I guess my question is at the end of the process, is your work done or have you just blazed a trail of destruction on the internet? For the most part, the work gets done. Now there has been one famous occasion where a group of painters, (laughs) I don't know how many felonies I need to admit on this show, James, but it seems (laughs) like that list is growing. We had a group of painters come over and not finish the job and disappear, and they left behind like two or three of those big section ladders that go up like 50 feet. Holy cow. And so we inherited those ladders as retribution for all of the pain we went through to hire other painters to finish the job for them. Did you sell the ladders, or do you just now own three 50-foot ladders for no reason? Uh, 50 is probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but you know what I'm talking about. One, I believe my father-in-law has. One, we still have. And I, I honestly don't know what happened to the other one. It wouldn't surprise me if we sold it, but that doesn't seem like Mrs. Steve's style. She would have <laughs> probably melted it down and made some jewelry out of it or something, an effigy. Well, I, I guess I understand her now, why she goes and does all this stuff herself. Like, I built, you know, I built that retaining wall and did all this landscaping work myself this summer because I just, I was when we were still waiting for that guy, you know, once every two weeks, <laughs> once every three months, whenever he'd show up. It's like, if you pay somebody money for a service, they just don't give it to you. There's, there's no other industry. Like, even, you know, I had so much van trouble for all that time and they couldn't figure out what it was. But, like, I would go there and the mechanic would look at it that day. Like, I just. They'd try. There's yeah. no other. Yeah, they at least 
least made an effort. It, it, there was a result. There were there were people there. It, it's it's a whole different ball game. So I just I don't know why the market hasn't gotten to the point where somebody who's actually reliable has decided to get into the contractor game. Uh, but I guess that is just too much to ask for. And uh, I'm clearly you know just unreasonable to think that if you pay somebody and you sign a contract that they would you know do what the contract is for like do you actually sign a contract with them yeah we do and actually that's one of the reasons i also stopped bothering the guy when i so we lost the contract (laughs) i definitely (laughs) i scanned it in i have a place where all my contracts go and we ended up he did probably more than half the work and we paid him for probably less than half of it like i'm every time they ghost us we always come out slightly ahead i guess they're some yeah. savings to be had there but like when you factor in just like the months of turmoil and tossing and turning it is definitely not worth it yeah and your wife telling you to be nicer i envy your life james breakwell yeah she just wouldn't uh house she wouldn't even say be, be nicer she just mostly says nothing like these problems are just my problems and i think that's how she prefers it anything that she just doesn't have to deal with it which includes just me in general the less she has to deal with me the better so anything that's also my problem is yeah definitely not her problem well as we speak mrs steve is shopping and i have her phone so she is off the grid as oh. far as she's concerned and this is good for her this is, well, she can't be destroying anybody's reputation. Deservedly so, though, it sounds like. It does not sound like she goes to war for without just cause. So I respect that. And you should, no, you should, should value that. That is a huge asset to have in your corner. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I can't remember. I was talking about this with one person, and they said, like, uh, well, you need to get a little more mean with them. And my response was, you've never met my wife, have you? <laughs> but she does have an electrician. It, it sort of helps that she's hot. On the one <laughs> hand, it helps because it can like lure people in. But on the other hand, sometimes she gets no respect because she's seen as like little and hot. And so they ah. talk over her head to me. And I don't know anything what they're talking about. And she knows everything. That, so it bugs her. But for the most part, uh, being attractive is an asset, and she uses whatever tool is necessary to get the job done. Well, that is an asset neither you nor I knows anything about. (laughs) But we do have to raise the heat a little bit and get out of here, James. I don't have any idea what that means. (laughs) It was the segue, and I took the low-hanging fruit. We will be back next week where James will be more sober than this week because I'm very disappointed that he didn't pull it together for you, the viewer and the listener. (laughs) And I'm talking to the same person when I say the viewer and the listener. But until we meet again next week, this is uh, Dr. Steve Olivas. What the hell do I go by on this show anyway, James? Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying... Thanks for a two-drink minimum, tip the wait staff, and buckle up on the way home. Two wrongs can make a right.